What's up, everyone? It's Gavin Ortwick. What's up, everyone? It's Marcus of Hink. Like, what? What was that? Like, what, what up, everyone? It's Charles of Charles. Charles of Charles. What's up, everyone? It's Hazabat, uh, and we are going to be here. <laughs> one thing to talk about this week, and one thing only: Smash Ultimate Summit Five, already being coined as the best ultimate tournament of all time between sets between Light, uh, you and Leo and Cola and Akola and Proto and DeBuzz and Gluto. And we knew when we saw this roster for uh, just the invitees, when we saw that, we knew it was going to be a banger. And then we got the vote-ins, which were all wild cards that could do a lot of damage in that bracket. But we knew this was going to be a banger bracket, and it most certainly was. So, yeah. Well... Where do we even start? You know, like, do we want to talk about our favorite sets or our favorite mo? Maybe just our favorite moments. I think that would be good. I think that would be good. Bro, everyone's favorite set is like mostly the same. Nah, because yeah. Gluto Leo also happened in EU exists. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. Proto won the tournament. Proto won the tournament. That was my favorite Japan set. Exists. Yeah, it's true. Well, Proto Light was just. It was insane too. Uh, man, Akola Cola, like where I don't know where the hits. How many set fives do we have? Some the Game people fives, kept. It was a lot. It was people so kept much. jamming me like now I it's four 14, now it's fifteen. Yeah, Myself, you, yeah. Spargo, Gluto, Leo, and Light. Yeah, yeah. Those are all like headliner sets. Those are all grand finals at like definitely so many in other the tournaments. Definitely over double digit for sure. Like I, I feel like over half the sets at Summit were game five. It's like no exaggeration. Like over fifty percent. I don't know the exact percentage, but it was Bro, a lot. I couldn't tell who was winning any set. Like I was, yeah. I was sitting at my house, like, oh dang, somebody's up two zero. Well, I mean, pro- game five. What? Yeah. There was so many reverse three zeros. There were a lot. Now that I think about it, there were a lot of reverse three zeros at Summit. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, you that was a good it. tournament. A oh, good yeah. tournament. That was that was the that tournament was the, ever. The best you know tournament. I mean? That's it. And it's like the most. I think as a spectator, it was probably the best tournament. I mean, for me, it's it was the most like fun to watch tournament. So I think a lot of other spectators can agree from a spectator point of view. Uh, and even just in terms of the hardest tournament we've ever experienced, I think this is the hardest ultimate bracket we've ever seen, which is crazy because it's just, it's a 16 man invitational, right? So I, I do think, uh, Ludwig's invitational will be more stacked than this. Obviously it's, I mean, they're pretty much flying out anyone who's top 50 and just like, Oh, Hey, just come. So, I mean, the last time we had something like that was civil war, which was obviously a incredibly stacked tournament. So yeah, I mean, just this, the whole Summit experience was crazy. Uh, you know, shouts to Haz. That was the first time he commented yeah. to Summit. I think you did a phenomenal job. It was really fun on the mic with you. Thank you. I had a great time. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. It was, what an experience because it's one thing to watch it at home, which obviously I've done with the other four um, Smash Ultimate Summits. Actually, there's a VIP at once, so three other ones. But to be there, dude, you guys said, like, um, when the roster was first revealed, there were people started like talking to you know like TK and you and and Bam and Phil. They were like, dude, it's a lot of work. Like it's, I was like, it can't be that bad. Like you just hang out in the studio all day, like whatever, dude. It is a lot of work, and like that production team kills it all weekend. They're on top of their shit. Like they're 
that show runs very, very smoothly. And you have to like, so you are there basically from, for casters, it was like nine to nine, basically. Like that's like the minimum is what it was, which, you know, you're hanging out all day. There's plenty of setups. There's a lot to do. And like, there's people to hang out with and catch up with. So it's awesome, but it definitely took a lot on the social battery, right? Because then we all wanted to hang out after too, which was like definitely one of my favorite parts of it was just hanging out with people I haven't seen in months. Like it was just so good to like genuinely hang out and have a good time. Coney and I and Vicky saw a horror movie. It was great. You were too scared to go, Chuck. That was hilarious. You and Phil, um, too afraid <laughs> whoa, to go. Whoa, we don't got to expose me. It's Hold true on. though. Barbarian, good film. Um, but yeah, thanks, man. I, I had so much fun, obviously. And it was, it helps. I think that it was one of the best tournaments of all time. Like every set was just incredible. I'm just happy to be in the room where that happened. It was wild. It's cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about about it. It was just a really fun time the entire time. Like that's what I'm most thankful for. It was just how fun it was the entire week. Yeah, I guess we can start. I, I man, there's so many good sets. I think the only way we can kind of talk about all of them in somewhat of an organized way is just go by players' runs and you know, Tweak is on the show. So True. start yeah, talking about, about your run. <laughs> start talking about the gauntlet. Um, <laughs> so going into this tournament, I planned on using like PT and Diddy like at least relatively equally. But it ended up being Lies. just a Diddy Kong bracket for the most part. Um, I was a, the third seed in my pool. So my pool was like extremely difficult. Um Spargo and Gluto were first and second, and then Jaza was fourth. But my first match of the real bracket was, uh, or like the real event was Gluto. And Gluto got his first W on me. It was like game five, last hit. Um, and this is where the weekend really started for me. I, I feel like in a lot of other previous situations that would have really affected me for the rest of the weekend and maybe like would have made it a hard time to compete moving forward. Um, but I don't know. I felt pretty good. I kept it moving. I, you know, wasn't beating myself up too much. And I feel like that was why I was able to beat Spargo the next set. Cause I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, think about the Gluto set. If I was, if I got tilted at any point of that Gluto set, I probably would have, it wouldn't have been as close. And the same thing for the Spargo set. Like, if I was really upset after losing to Gluto, you know, imagine how bad I would have got smoked versus Spargo because I already, like, nearly lost that set too. So, you know what I mean? It just makes you, it makes me feel better about myself because, I don't know. But yeah, I was able to reverse 3-0 Spargo. I tried PT, did not work out really well at all. And I ended up winning with Diddy. So I used all Diddy versus Gluto. That was the other thing. I feel like I could have... Because I've beaten Gluto a long time ago with with, with uh, PT in the past. But I've also beaten him a couple times with Diddy. So that was a situation where it's like, eh, I don't really know. Um, you know, it's just hindsight kind of thing. But yeah, I could have done that. And then I, my final match was Jazo the next day, and I ended up winning that set. So I actually ended up making it first seed in that pool. So Wait, you said you won that set, bro? What the heck? That was the only <laughs> lopsided matchup at all of Summit. That was the only yeah. Little light. 
Glitter Light was pretty bad. Not like and, that though. And uh, no, Glitter Light was was pretty. Exactly. Glitter Light was weird because it was it a was nine stock that also Light. featured Gluto winning a game. <laughs> yeah. Game. yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think on paper Tweak was more dominant because he didn't get the nine stock, but he got the eight stock, which is like and yeah. no games lost, right? So. Well, yeah. Technically, Light lost four, three stocks. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. It was not. <laughs> You're pretty decent at the Ken matchup, is all I gotta say. Yeah, shout out to Maz for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I ended up winning the pool, which is pretty crazy considering I was the third seed and like how it was definitely the most stacked pool everyone was saying. So yeah, and then into the final bracket, my round one was light, and I was just like, well, everything else has already been really difficult this weekend. Like, it's only fitting that it's like, Light is definitely the hardest person for me to beat in, like, all of the invited players, I think. Like, on paper and maybe even at this point, like, statistically. Um, just, like, recent recent stuff. But I did all right. I got a game with PT. I got a game with Diddy. I don't like that matchup with either of those characters. I think in a lot of ways they're very similar. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I it was close. It was probably the least close game five I had, but it was still really, really close. Um, I I just want to play him again, and like until it, something clicks, like I just want to play him again. Um, and then I got put into losers bracket, which was funny because the loser of our match had to play Leo, or the winner of Leo Myron. So everyone was anticipating Leo. Um, like Leo doesn't really struggle with Olimar ever. So, and yeah. Then that Leo set happened, and I don't know where to start with that. <laughs> My favorite set of the tournament. I think a lot of people's Most favorite, yeah. favorite yeah. set. Yeah, Most common favorite classic set. Classic rivalry. Like, it's just... Banger set, game five, absolutely last hit. First person to get uh, Leo to switch off of Aegis. Like, it was... That was a good set. Oh, man, that was a good set. You... You could feel the the normal. Oh boy, here comes the reverse three zero. That yeah. everyone everyone feels it happening, and I'm sure like somewhere in your mind in your head, like you lost game three to that upbeat back air, and you're like, no way. I was very shocked. It's no, funny because I got I just dude. got a kill. I just got a kill screen too. Like I forward smashed him at a hundred plus, and he lived. And then he literally hit me with two inputs at forty four damage. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what's the point? Dude, yeah, and you, uh, Marcus said this, but it, you unlocked, like, the final boss, basically, by, yeah. you know, you three-stock Pyro and Mithra in game two. He was <laughs> like, all right, I've had enough. I was, I thought he might go Joker, too. Like, I thought that wasn't off the table. That wouldn't have worked. He, yeah, I don't think so either, but, I mean, I just, I, I was like, he's, <laughs> he's not going to get three-stocked and then go Pyro and Mithra again. Like, it's just not going to happen. You know, like, there's no way. I was curious if you were thinking about switching at all at any point. I didn't think so because you look comfortable, but yeah. I don't have experience with any other character versus Byleth, but Diddy. Okay, yeah. Well, that's easy then. So I I felt pretty locked in. And honestly, I felt locked in in every set for some reason, which is interesting because maybe that could have changed some of the outcomes, whether it was winning or losing, if I switched up during the sets. But for some reason, whatever I stuck with, other than the light set, I felt pretty locked in. And that's that's not even a bad thing. Like, Versus Akola, like, I just locked in Diddy and, like, you know, just did what I could. Even though I definitely could have picked, like, a more favorable matchup. For some reason, I just did it. Um, you main Diddy Gong. That's basically 
yeah. the gist of it. But yeah. yeah, versus Leo, like I went up the first couple games and it just felt like it's funny that like the like the reverse three zero ended up starting to happen because after the first. Even after the first game, like the first couple stocks of game one, I'm like, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. Like, like lot, like Leo was making mistakes, or I was like just really like bullying him, like off stage, or like getting crazy combos, and it's just like, I don't really know what that was. Like even thinking back to it right now, I don't really understand what happened because, like, I don't want to blow up Leo's spot or anything, but Leo seemed really stressed out for the start of the set, like talking to himself, like breathing super heavily. And this happens with everyone. Like when I, every time I've played Gluto over the last year or two, like he's the same kind of thing, like super stressed out. Like I'm like, bro, are you hyperventilating right now? Like, especially when you're like up there with them and it's just you and them, like, and it's like pretty quiet. Um, so I, I was like, real, like especially because I feel like statistically Leo shouldn't be that worried to play against me. So it felt strange. Like maybe it was loser's bracket or like, you know, it could be anything. I don't want to like dive too deep into it. And then after the second game, I'm like, what is going on? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like I've played against this person so many times that like winning this convincingly, like just has, there has to be like, a, like this is a trap. And, and honestly, it ended up feeling like that, especially after like, you're about to win the third game and you literally die in one singular combo at 40%. Like it's just <laughs> everything you did just gets deleted in a single moment. So I was like, like if anything, it's so funny, despite how stressful and how terrible of a situation that is for me, it felt more normal than the first two games. It really did. Like, like, like losing or like having like last stock situations felt way more normal than like, three stocking Leo. Like, I'm just like, that's just not supposed to happen. And then, yeah, I, I think the level of focus and confidence and being calm, like really helped me keep it together because I feel like at some points in the last game, I was at a bit of a deficit and I was able to just do a couple things just to keep it competitive. And that's what really won the game for me. Obviously like that, like, like the final hit is what won the game, but I think the biggest thing is like being down a stock or being down percent and like being able to like slowly weave my way back into the game is what like put me in that situation in the first place. So yeah, it was a great set. And I think honestly for me, I don't want to get too uh, mushy in this podcast, but that's what it's for. Like for me, I think that was the most important set of my entire life. I'm not even going to like, I don't think anything else comes close. Like I've been beating Leo a little bit more often lately. Right. But, um, that set was different. Like when I beat Leo the last few times, it was like three O's or three ones. And it, like, you know, I, I've even reversed three O'd him the first ever time we played, but that's before any of this precedent was set up. And like before the, the rivalry and ultimate was even a thing, you know what I mean? Um, so being able to win, in the worst possible scenario statistically means a lot to me and like you know having a lead in the final game and losing and then losing the fourth game and then like having a crazy last game and being able to win like that is definitely the most important set of my life just because of how much mental damage getting reverse 3 out a million times has done to me for my confidence and like how difficult it, it's made playing smash as a job over the last few years like 
it really, really it messed me up. Like a lot of those, like starting with Evo and stuff, like it just made it hard because it's hard not to think about that kind of thing. But, you know, at Summit 5, like my goal was to work on a lot of those like small mental things. And like it, it, it helped me have a lot of fun. I feel like it helped me win some sets. It helped me feel better about losing some sets. And like, not only was that the most important set for me, I think I've ever had just because of all the history. Like, honestly, it was probably the most important event for me ever too. Like I, I'm feeling great. And the, the nice thing about feeling great after placing seventh, which is obviously not what I want to place. It feels like I can get back to work sooner. You know what I mean? Or I can like collect myself, bounce back as like just immediately after losing and just start thinking about what I can do to improve, what I can do to beat the people that beat me, what I can do to, you know, have better sets, even to get in the sets I won. Like it feels like, I'm like staying ahead of myself rather than like, Oh, I need a week to like bounce back before I can like play smash again or like practice smash again. Or, you know, and I have glitched this weekend, like right after summit, I'm going to another tournament. Oh, it's late. You're going. Yeah. And like this, like the way I'm feeling right now, it makes me more excited for glitch, even though it's right around the corner. Like before I feel like I would be dreading it because I'm like, I don't have time to mentally bounce back from this. Because seventh place, like, I'm not that, like, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm not happy with seventh place. Like, I'm happy with, like, the weekend and, like, all the stuff that happened. But, like, the placing itself is, like, obviously, like, disappointing. Like, I want to work on that. But, like, you know, there's more to it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Glitch. And I feel like, you know, it was just a really great week for me. And I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful to BTS for the event. I'm thankful for hanging out with Charles and Haz and everyone there. I'm thankful for all the crazy sets all the the friendly sessions I had, it was just a a good week for sure. Yeah. And as this isn't like with me and Charles, this isn't our first rodeo being at a tournament with you. Right. And it was definitely when you lost the Gluto and I knew that was a matchup that you took a lot of pride in and that you haven't dropped the set. And like Wario is one of your all time favorite matchups for sure. And I knew you hadn't lost him. So I knew when you lost him, I was like, oh shit, like this is going to be tough to bounce back from. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I saw you and you were like, totally fine. And I was like, this could be the start of something really special. Like this could be really good. Then I watched you play against Spargo and keep the composure. I was like, he's, you hit a stride in your mentality for sure. And it wasn't even about how you handled the the W's. It was the L's. You know what I mean? Like that was the ultimate, you know, most important thing is that, you didn't lose that first set to Gluto, which I didn't expect at all. And I'm sure you didn't either, but it was a really good competitive set. You lost and you took something away from it and were able to push on on the weekend. And it's a really good thing you did that because we had a thousand game fives. You know what I mean? You can't lose that first set and then be expected to continue marching on if you're, you know, holding yourself back with your own mental. So I was really proud of you. And I know Charles was too. Thank I know you. a lot, a lot of people are, but you fucking killed it with your mental and, and your, in in game play it was it's always great though and you know that obviously so it was really cool to see you use some new tactics to keep your mentality sharp because when you're playing at the top of the game it's been proven that the results are good so that was good shit man it was really and i'm just really happy i was there as well for, for that those moments specifically yeah. along with all the commentary and all the other shit obviously but it was truly a special summit in so many ways and i'm same boat as you i'm very like honored to have been a part of it. I know that sounds kind of like lame and weird, but it's truly how I feel. So like the fact that it, and Charles and I were on commentary for your set with Leo, which was, she was high. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Coney wasn't get him out of here. Uh, <laughs> Cause he, yeah, she's so 
Yeah, man. It was a special tournament. Like since from day one, like it was, you could tell something was, something was going on and it was incredible. Yeah. It really was. I think composure is like the key word for me because even I've seen Gavin bounce back in a lot of situations, but it usually involves like, you know, especially thinking back on ultimate summit three, you know, that's back when I was coaching Gavin we had a lot of talks and it's like, it was a lot of, it had a process to it where, you know, Tweak has a support system and obviously he still does, but this was, for, this was my first time seeing you like in the moment, in the set, game per game, staying composed, like all by yourself. Right. And obviously, like I said, there's still always going to be a support system for Tweak outside of the sets and outside of the games. Right. But watching you stay composed in so many different sets, win or lose, Right, because even even after that game five versus Leo, like there was not even a pop off from you. You you literally just looked at him, shake his hand. Th- like that's how focused you were in the game, where you didn't because a pop off is a burst of emotions that you're holding in. Right, that that's how I see pop offs at least. Like yeah, yeah. all these emotions are you're you're trying to hold them back because you're trying to focus in the game, and then the game's over, and then you like explode with emotion. Right, um, but it was just like boom handshake like you you were just so focused and it felt like that for almost every single set regardless and they're all game five really intense sets right so it's like that to me was just so sick to see and like you were even after your losses and stuff i would like get off the mic and i'm like oh tweak is still here watching the matches hanging out with everyone else you know what i mean and that that's also another piece of improvement right because you know most of the most of the time it's like okay well tweak will go back to the hotel if he has no other sets to play and yada 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 even like after you're out of the tournament you're playing friendly with leo i think these are all things that are actually happened (laughs) yeah that's that's i think that's (laughs) a huge improvement on your mentality and composure and even you saying things like i'm so ready for glitch i don't feel like like so yeah i'm i'm I know that you started talking with like a, a the sports psychiatrist at uh, TSM and stuff. Do you think that's like a big part of it, or that's everything? Like, yeah, that's the yeah, whole yeah. reason. Like, yeah, it's it's been going well. Like just having a consistent routine and like someone to talk to, and like especially it's what I like about it is that they don't know anything about Smash yet they're learning about it through talking to me. So like they have like having their perspective on like just raw competition is really interesting. Cause I can talk to, to like you guys all I want, but you guys know so much. And sometimes I feel like that makes it strained. I don't know how to word this, but you know what I mean? But yeah, it, I, it, it helped me keep it together. Like I gave myself a lot of things to work on, like over the weekend, like whether it was in game, out of game, like, after summit like before the bracket started like yeah it was it was great uh just having like a routine like i tried to sleep the right amount like i ate breakfast like it, it was a, it was just a great week and like hanging out with everyone while doing that made it even easier too um we did like the tweak talks thing at summit which is really nice like i feel like if i was in like a a rougher mental state like and i lost I would like blame the fact that I did the tweak talks thing. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, like I put all this energy into like the side events or like the tweak talks thing. Like, of course I lost. And like, it would like spiral me out of control from there. But it's like, I didn't even think about that just cause I'm having fun with the event. You know what I mean? Like I'm not blaming outside factors. Like I'm just 
just having a good time. You know what I mean? And that just feels so much healthier. And yeah. You've been uh, in credit to you too, because you got into that habit like a few weeks ago um, where you're just like, I'm going to bed like earlier and getting up yeah. earlier and going on like longer walks and like just kind of taking care of yourself more, which is great. Um, which it did throw off our Unite flow, I will say. No 2 a.m. <laughs> games really killed the drive to get the Masters. I did get there today, though. You didn't, but either way. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, man. And what was the other part, too, is I think that's so important. And, like, I think it's so easy for people to get lost when they go to tournaments. Like, you get so excited to do so much stuff, like hang out with your friends and, like, you know, stay up late and eat crappy food. It's like, dude, you're here to compete. Like, even if it's a slight advantage or even you can, I think for some people it's a major advantage or disadvantage if you don't get enough sleep or the right amount of sleep or the right food and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm a big fan of people like ordering groceries for the tournament weekends now, instead of like ordering every night or whatever. So, which Chuck couldn't help himself. He was sabotaging yeah. all of we're, us. We're commentators. Yeah. We can't we, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but I, yeah, it was the, I've been trying to, I think actually inspired by you a little bit is be in that same routine. And like I said, a nine to nine day, how do you fit in a workout? But Charles, we, one night, all the commentators, except for Coney and Vicky went to the gym. It was me, TK, EE, uh, Charles, like we were all just in there working out and and bam. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And bam, all working out. And like, it was just, it's great to have that little kind of community. Like it's so much easier to succeed. Remember that one night, Charles, where like it was getting kind of late. I was like, dude, I just got to hit a quick workout. And you're like, I'll go too. I was like, nice. Like it was yeah. just so, so much easier for both of us to go at the same time. And I think setting up that little community for yourself of like other people who find success and or want to find success in similar ways goes a long, long way, man. It really does. I've been seeing that. Yeah. So you yep. got to, I think we got to talk about the guy who won the whole thing, though. Of course, Frodo Banham. And you know what's crazy? Everyone was calling him the Iceman, but I don't – actually, I don't think he was icing that. No, hard. it was it, normal. It the was only, definitely normal. The, the Not the only, Grand Finals one. Yeah, the Grand Finals one was a little, but – No, that one was fine. That was, was uh, you have like five minutes. minutes. On yeah. paper, you have five minutes between sets to do whatever you want. Talk to your coach, only, use the bathroom, like whatever. It's, it's only like a normal minutes. human, like, experience. Yeah, like just, oh, Grand Finals reset, but, use the bathroom, come back, play it out. Like it felt – in the moment, I was there. It was so uh, normal. And even if he is, like, if it's somehow he just needs to, like, mentally reset or whatever, like, use the bathroom, like, okay, that's completely, you know what I'm, like, whatever, man. Like, okay. yeah. and I'll also say it is completely normal for like to talk shit. Like, that is not, regardless of what, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. was just given the opportunity to but I, be talking I, shit. I know, I know Tweak was saying this, and I fully agree with it. I think if Light just stayed up there and stayed I focused, because he was, thing. he was playing so hot. He was like so focused in. The lasers were coming out, like yeah. in and out, in it. Like when, when Light's bringing out the gun, and it's like you don't know when he's gonna go in, right? And it's like really back and forth, super bait and punish. That's when Light's playing at his best. And if you look at uh, Grand Final Set Two. I barely saw any lasers. Like he was just holding W, always trying to force an interaction. And well, yeah, like, we were sitting next to each other, and like you know me, like I'm so invested in that side of Smash, and I was so concerned for him that, by the fact that he was like down there talking to all of us yeah. and like, concerned about the stall. Yeah. Like, part of me wants to tell him, like, like go back, but I also don't want to like make it even worse. So like I'm just sitting there staring at him, at him, like. As someone who's super invested in this side of thing, just like mentally, like begging you, like stop, 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 yeah. like go back up there, like it's not a big deal, but yeah, 
It, and I, I still think Light played fantastic the whole week. The whole tournament, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I had Light winning the whole bracket, and I was actually very close to saying that. But I also yeah. claim No, that. I had winning the whole bracket. Proto. I said Proto. Like, uh, started day one, Coney asked for our picks. I said Proto. I think lucky Light got flustered. Well, not lucky. <laughs> he made a choice. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Is like... Uh, getting ice out like that only works if you allow it to you know yeah. what i mean like it you you gotta just not let it have an effect on you or whatever i don't even want to call it icing out anymore well again he didn't even really whatever. ice him out like yeah that, that's what that i'm saying yeah. very normal timing what like, he did had an effect on light only because light let it you know yeah, what i mean yeah. he could he didn't he didn't have to do that i understand feeling some sort of way but again the way you feel the way you let it affect you and your actions are two di very different things you could be annoyed at that that's totally fine you can't let it affect your gameplay or like how you're looking at the right. game or how you're playing and all that shit. So yeah, and I think that's something I really loved about this tournament. Any tournament, really, because there's so many like good players and stuff. But we had some of the best like specialists out there. Like Protos, like like Lucina is like we've always described it as like one of the most special things Ultimate has ever seen, especially because it's Lucina, which is very cookie cutter character. But like Protos, Lucina is genuinely different and very beautiful. Like, and Light as a player, like, not even just Light. Light as a player is also this, like, just very different. Like, Light is always super built different. And, like, you know, even, like, like Myron's Olimar. Like, yeah, like, there's, like, so many people that are just so great with their characters. And it, they really, I feel like everyone pushes their character so far. Like, you know, like, Leo's Byleth, when that comes out, it's, like, you know, like the air like changes, like every like it's so different and like polished and yeah. like Gluto's Wario for so many years now. You can just see the amount of effort into everyone's characters, and uh, I think that really uh, set like gives Proto the edge to being able to win this tournament because he's like using the Lucina efficiently. He's not afraid to switch characters when he wins. He's not afraid to switch characters when he loses. And then the Min Min is so consistent and plays so well, like. Even his Min Min has a bit of that specialist vibe. Definitely not anywhere close to the Lucina. But even then, like, Protos definitely does things with Min Min that I feel like are very unique and special. So, and that's something I occasionally try to do when I'm playing a bunch of characters is, like, switch when I win and being able to switch when I lose and, like, having a really in-depth game plan or also just being able to, like, free flow it. And I feel like, you know, whenever Proto switches, like a lot of the time, I don't even, I can't even come up with a concrete reason why, but he just like does it anyway and like just plays his heart out. And I feel like that, there's something really interesting about that. You but know yeah, who? Congrats to him for sure. You know who else I would a thousand percent put in that character specialist category is Cola because he tried. Yeah, all he of them almost. <laughs> pretty much everybody there, obviously, right? Yeah, like, Dom Cola. with the Belmonts. Yeah, yeah, hazmat with Ken, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be said, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> Marcus looks so sad. Dude. Uh, but Cola was thinking about going cloud a lot for a couple of these matchups, especially Steve. But he was like, kind of stubbornly, honestly, is what it seemed like. He's like, I'm just going to do it with Roy. And he made it work in matchups that traditionally go better for cloud. But it's kind of just like he forced his play style and forced his Roy to work. And it did like, it looked amazing this weekend and him dude, Roy versus Lucina Loki is a really cool looking matchup when it's played at that, at that level. Like it looks so cool. Like it was, yeah. 
it, I mean, I, I like both of those players a lot separately, you know? So you put them both in the same set and it's just, you know, obviously it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Talk about Cola versus Proto. Obviously. Yeah. As someone that wasn't at summit Marcus, and especially cause we've been talking for so long, like how do you feel about Proto's win the tournament in general? If the tournament anything- in general, um, because we're talking about Cola right now as well. Uh, I was very, very impressed with Cola's like grit. Yeah. This is the word I want to use. Like, even if he was down, like against light, he was getting farmed. He was like, bro, I'm coming, I'm coming through. I do think that the weekend took a toll on some players. Yeah. Like, so I obviously like some people have like, like Ludo has like hand issues. Right. And like, yeah, I don't know what happened. Like Ludo was playing on fire he lost. He played light, and it was, it was like the controller wasn't even in his hands. He just he said up. his he would like try to hit his C stick or his buttons, and he just couldn't do it. Like yeah, he, like, I, I was like definitely bro, took a toll on him for sure. The the weekend got him. Like he's just not playing. And then I, even with Cola, like yeah. Cola, he played so many like sets. He had the reverse three against light. He had to play Proto right after that. He almost won game three. He got the kill screen. He lost that game, and after that game, for the rest of the bracket, because he only played uh, three more games against Proto, and then he played against Light. He just it didn't look like he it was there for him anymore. Like it, like he just ran out of gas. And that's the thing about Summit, right? Like I'll say it all the time, but it really is a marathon because you got to do the side events. If you opt in, um, you're there for literally like six days. Um, and it was it was really tough seeing some people like I when I saw Cola beat Light I was like Cola's winning the tournament. It it just felt yeah. like he was winning the tournament. He was playing on fire and he was beating Proto and then he lost that game and it, Cola was gone. It was, yeah. He was just gone for the rest of the bracket. And it was really tough to see uh, him go out like that. Tough to see Gluto go out like that. But they played phenomenally all weekend. Uh, obviously, Tweak. I mean, we talked all throughout the weekend. Um, yeah. You you were doing very well. It was good to see you uh, try out PT in bracket. It, it seemed like you like were kind of comfortable, but not that comfortable with them yeah. in a bracket setting. So you opted to go mostly Diddy, uh, even if the matchup wasn't specifically in your favor. That was like super sick to see that you were just like, you know what. I think I'm good enough to do it with Diddy Kong. I feel like that's yeah. something. That I think I, that's what it came down to. It felt it felt doable regardless. Yeah, that's something that I don't I don't feel like I see from you very often. Um, is that you believe in yourself over believing in the character that you're playing? Uh, so it was really cool to see you like go. I think I'm good enough to do it with Diddy Kong. Like you, you believe in yourself with Diddy Kong. Yeah. Where a lot of times I feel like you you believe in the matchups a little bit more. Yeah, uh, so it, was, it was really, really cool to be like, you know what? I've put a lot of time into Diddy Kong, a lot of effort. The matchup may be a little rough, but, like, I can figure it out, essentially. Like, uh, So that was really cool um, from, from my end to see you really, like, bunker down and be like, I got this. Um, so you playing Sephiroth and Friendlies, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, why did you do that? I just saw you playing Sephiroth and Friendlies, bro. You I'm thinking glitch. about it. I'm it's thinking about it. Oh, no. I, did, I didn't do it. One. Moving on. This anyway. Is a, next uh, week. Next week. <laughs> um, uh, but Proto was definitely, like, one person that I felt was going to be very consistent, especially when I saw him beat Light in the the 
in pools, I was like, uh-oh, this is a different player this weekend. Because you got to remember, last Summit, Light was the person that stopped him, right? Yeah, um, right. And it was not close. That set was not close at all. Um, but this Summit, he beat him in pools. I was like, oh. I saw the <laughs> Min-Min come out. I was like, if he learned how to edge guard, Light's going to be kind of shocked. Like, he's, he's going to be like, wait a second, like, I have to be a little bit more careful because if I get thrown off stage by Min Min at literally zero, I might die, right? And that that happened where, like, he was winning. He did up smash on uh, Proto Shield. Proto grabbed him and did back throw. And from there, he got the power up Dragon Arm. I think he won, like, one more interaction and he killed him. And it's like, that puts the fear in someone. And if you can put the fear in light, you can play the game. Like yeah. if, if light doesn't respect you, oh no, it's it's curtains. But if you put a little bit of fear into him, whoo, you get to play some newt, you get to enjoy yourself because he's so worried about like dying off of you hitting him once. Yeah. Which a lot of people aren't doing against Fox, which is why he feels so comfortable all the time. He's also just obscenely good, right? But um, once right, I saw that's Proto the main beat light, Fox, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. the whole like I can die at thirty or I'm like mm-hmm. one of the lightest characters and I'm the fastest faller. So if you guys don't, or if so the viewers don't know, if the faster faller you are, you'll die horizontally quicker. And if you're floatier, you'll die horizontally later. And then obviously, but fast following helps you not die off the top. But you, you, like right. that's why Smashville and Town are so particularly deadly. But yeah, I just wanted a, a point I wanted to throw in there. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Um, so... Once I saw that the Min Min was capable of taking games because last summit it was not. And you had Lucina for like the the comfortable stages like Smashville, Battlefield. Um, I was like, bro, Proto, I don't I don't know who's gonna stop him. Like I was just looking yeah. at the bracket. I was like, maybe Cola, because he's playing kind of flames, and I know that Cola uh Proto does not particularly like uh Roy versus Min Min. He'd opt to go Lucina. But it just he just Weathered every storm thrown at him, every bad matchup thrown at him, and it was it was really sick to see him uh, perform on both of his characters. Yeah, even when uh, he lost that grand final, he got run over in the first set of grands. He just came back and won. Like he just took care of business. Like it looked like obviously you know going into that final set, it was looking really really good for light. But mm-hmm. bro, and that's why. When Coney kind of put us on the spot and asked, he's like, who's winning the tournament? Which I hate that question because it's like, I want so many people to do well and win here, but it doesn't really matter. But I said Proto just because that character main combination is ridiculous. Like, especially with the stage list that we had going on there at Summit, it's like, it was hard for me to see him ever having anything less than an even matchup. You yep. know what I mean? Or doing roughly an even matchup or doing well. And then you have to like raw outplay him. I don't know. I just didn't see it happening. So he was just looking great all weekend. So congrats yeah. again. Congrats to Proto. He played amazing on both of his characters really, really well. I think the hardest people there for him were Light and Cola. Um, maybe Tweak. I'm not sure how he feels yeah, about Part of me really wants to save myself. Yeah. I, I think you have uh, Diddy Kong does well against Lucina and pretty well against Mimin. Yeah. Uh, so I think also you. But out of those three, he he beat Light and he beat Cola. So I was yeah. just like, I don't, I don't know. This is this is a good weekend. Oh, and Akola would probably be actually the hardest person for him because the Japan thing, because uh, he doesn't. Proto, I don't know if mo- a lot of people know this, but Proto performs 
exponentially better when he comes over to America yes. than he does in Japan. Yes, it's not does. even close. Yeah, it's he he yeah. actually really struggles in Japan, and he talks about it sometimes too, where like he doesn't feel like confident in himself sometimes when he comes to America because he hasn't been doing well in Japan. And then he just comes over and kind of smokes us. But <laughs> yeah, dude, he said that in the post game, uh, the interview at the end too, because uh, they asked how they thought how he thought he would be ranked. He said not very well because his results in Japan haven't been amazing. So it's interesting. It's a lot to think about. Especially we just came out of the last PGR that had separate um, rankings for every region. I don't know what their idea is for this season or what they're going to do, if they're going to continue that, but it'll be interesting to see if everyone's combined again, how that works out. But I don't know. Obviously I have no idea how that's going to work. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, honestly, that's been a trend as of the last month or two, like just Japan kind of, kind of smoking everyone everywhere. Right. So there, there has been this tweet. uh, Yeah. Someone made a tweet or a Reddit post, but Japan is farming the world which is pretty true. And th- th- something before I even touch upon this, I want to mention is even with local PR regions or even regions, bigger regions like Japan, there are usually standout players that do better when they travel. Right. And th- this applies to a lot of local PRs too, just like within the States and stuff like that, where it's like, Oh, our number five always does the best at Genesis or smash con, but our number one, like gets out of pools and then kind of gets, you know what I mean? Like that, it's a very common thing. And I think we do see that with players in Japan, particularly like Proto. I know previously like Abba used to do really, really well back in like Smash 4 and stuff. And then T is a player that does that extremely well, like throughout. <laughs> I mean, I, T is a player that I just think loves the crowd and loves traveling <laughs> in general. So I think T just does really well. But yeah, Japan has been doing so well. I mean, look at this Battle of BC, Ken won. Right, uh, Invitational Okola one, Crown two T, Proto one double down and uh, Smash Ultimate Summit five, wanted four Zachary, and oh yeah, and then Proto Summit five. So it's like all these big tournaments, and I I think this is the most dominant Japan has ever been in Smash history, if I'm not mistaken. Even when you think back to Melee, because Japan has always been a powerful force within the smash scene but i don't think japan has ever dominated quite like this so i mean just essentially like a month or so of a streak of just japan winning everything and you got to realize too you know two months ago if you asked us the question of strongest region it would be mexico by far right like it was like mexico and there's probably like a gap or something like that right and i know mexico is pretty top heavy right um we have Leo Spargo Meister. And then after that, there's probably like a gap or so, right? Uh, but Japan has been known as a region where they don't have too many gaps, where it's like they're not super, super top heavy. And they're it's like, you know, just boom, 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 just down the line um, in terms of talent, in, in my opinion, at least. In my t- there, there obviously is, they do have like their top players. But I, I think if you did like a 20v20 regional crew battle, Japan wins that free. Right. When you, you if you took US, if you took Mexico, if you took Europe, if you took Japan, like all the big countries, I I just personally don't think there's big skill gaps within Japan as a region. That's just my personal opinion. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to what you said. Yeah, I, dude, you see the most inconsistent results from that region, too. And I think a part of it is because there are so many strong players uh, in in there. Obviously, they do some brackets that are like best of one or best of three later in. But still, like, 
it's been proven that they are an exceptional region with many, many, many threats. You know what I mean? Um, it, and it is building a really cool storyline that, like you said, Charles, I don't think we've ever had in Smash history before where NA or whatever isn't the top region. Yeah, it's happen. usually NA. And I think Mexico being dominant is uh, like, I mean, Leo's been the best for a while, but I don't think most people would have ex- set, would have said, you know, in the very early, like pre-quarantine, that Mexico was the best region, right? And then post-quarantine, that's when the conversation started brewing up and Mexico kind of became the best region at that point. But now I think Japan is taking over. And, and this is crazy because this is the longest streak that I've ever experienced in Smash history where NA wasn't the best. So it, it, it was, and, and the crazy thing was, it used to be like NA was so far ahead, we would have these crew battles and we would split USA up where it's like, oh, okay, so we got like West Coast, East Coast, right? And like, True. Like, right, and it, it was still like yeah. one of those regions would beat the other regions like as whole countries, right? Now, obviously there's a bunch of outliers, maybe not everyone came out and yada, 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 right? And restrictions and stuff like that. But now, if you stuck all of U.S.'s best players, like I don't think they would beat Japan, right? And even with, with against Mexico, it would probably still be very, very close. And then, but I think as of right now, it's very clear. And if you just look at results, Japan is clearly the best region right now. And it's a it's a very interesting position for that region to be in because I think a lot of I, I think it's also exciting because a lot of spectators just really love japan or japanese players right they they just love the character specialists they really take the characters really far i mean recently if you watch japanese tournaments they had a dr mario that got third like that's absolutely insane right so it's a very fun region to watch and it's really cool that we're getting to see them travel out a lot more because even in the past japan hasn't really been able to travel you are very privileged to be able to travel but now now we're seeing an ultimate that there's sponsoring players, right? Like the culture is kind of catching up in terms of esports, at least in the Smash scene, right? Where these players are getting sponsored and now they can kind of full time focus on that. And even some of the younger players like Akola and Zachary having sponsors and being able to make content as their job, right? That's that's not really a common thing in Japan. And I even remember one of the first summits that Zachary was able to show up at, I talked with his manager and like we had this discussion where it's like, do you think Zachary could go full-time content and not go to college and do, do do all this other stuff, right? Where it's like that that standard path, like uh, straying away from that standard path. And he was asking me if, and asking a bunch of other people, obviously, if, if that's realistic. And I was like, oh, I think if Zachary did content, he he would actually do really well. And I think he could, you know, survive off of that and stuff. And now we're seeing that happen, right? Which is very out of culture for japan but it's it's really cool to see now that we're seeing sponsors and with the success of zachary and other professional players like i think abadongo was probably one of the first players to really pave that path where it's like oh hey i'm doing this full time i have a team yada yada right so after seeing i feel like after abadongo kind of paved that path and some of the other players earlier on in the smash 4 days now we're seeing i mean zeta just announced three players at summit yeah that's wild dude, that was so sick honestly because a little behind the scenes, they did tell us about Akola getting sponsored. They did not tell us about the other two, though. So we were like, "What? Like, what is happening right now?" It all blew up at once. It was really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing, bro. And another difference is they don't play for money over there. You know what I mean, Charles? Like, That's they a play. Very good it, point to bring up. They only play for like pride or whatever you want to call it, fun competition, whatever. Sometimes a bag of rice. Sometimes yeah. the winner will get a bag of rice. So. Golden controller, right? That was yeah, cool. there you go. <laughs> you go Japan. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Japan has been a threat, but I think one of the reasons why we're talking about that is because Sparko has been on a bit of a hiatus, too. So it was really good to see him come back and play really well. Game five against you, Gavin, he wasn't able to take that one down, but he did in the pool still beat Gluto in a game five and, and Jazo as well. W over Dom and I think Ouch as well, which is actually a really good set. It was 3-1, but it was very close. Um, yeah, I actually Spargo play again. have played against Spargo online with Wolf, so I thought that could be a competitive set for sure, just based on my, exp- my small amount of experience. But I felt like, you know, a good Wolf player definitely has a chance versus Spargo. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. I think, uh, I think it's really cool to see Spargo be like, all right, like, I can still you know, play against anyone in the world and, like, have a really close set. And, like, it's kind of, like, how I felt about, like, playing all the sets, like, win or lose. It's, like, it just feels good to be able to, like, just be neck and neck with the best in the world. And it was cool to see Spargo say that. So hopefully, uh, you know, Spargo continues to just clock in and beat people up. <laughs> not not bad at all for our first tournament back and yeah it was interesting because it was i think simultaneously the best and the worst tournament for him to come back to the worst because it was the most stack bracket of all time and like you could just you know start losing pretty quickly given all the character specialists and all that stuff there but at the same time it's the best because he got to play with leo and gluto and all the great players that were there and warm up and get it back and he tweeted that at one point like it's starting to come back to me which was awesome so yeah i, I think the bracket was high pressure and high stress for him which is also good because got to get used to that environment again and yeah. it's just good to see him playing honestly I, his cloud yeah. is just so incredible obviously so someone i wanted to mention was riddles riddles i was dead literally I I was like, oh, riddles was playing like a robot actually yeah. playing like a task bot that joint was that's crazy. what everyone was calling him in the venue it just was so crazy to zero watch. to death zero to death zero to death shake my hand it it was one is pool dude, some yeah. of those confirms i was like that started off of what? Like you, yeah. you made this happen off he, of what? Yeah, he uh his pool was Leo, Cola, and Dom, and Ooh. that is a tough. He just won every set. The Belmonts traditionally do pretty well against all the fighting game characters, so he won. Beat Leo game five, beat Cola game four, and beat Dom game four as well. So he was just, and he had a game plan every time, which is really, really good. I mean, you that's gotta have very a true actually, Leo. because he went he for was... the hell Hell's Gate confirms on Leo. Boom, like brilliant, just so brilliant. Like, because you think of Kazuya and you're like, oh, maybe if I just hit my confirms better and I can get an up smash kill earlier, that's good. It's like, no, just gates of hell. That's it. Like, why not? The grab is ridiculous. The range on that grab is ridiculous. The angle it sends you out is stupid. Like, it was really, really good adjustments there. And he went to Terry too for the Belmont matchup, which makes sense. So, it was a good set too. Shout out to last. Out, Celia. There you go. He said he had a game plan. I'm like, I wonder if Last had any any influence in that because you saw them talking a lot. Right, right. You can see him in like the background after every set. Last would come up like with his notebook, and that <laughs> was hype. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see Riddles just like going stupid, dude. Like, <laughs> it was, dude, it was sick. Like, I'm sure playing against it, absolutely miserable. But right. um, watching yeah. it from home, I was just like. They do what? Who? Where? Do what? Like that? That one confirmed <laughs> yeah. he did, and he on Hollow Bastion. I think it was against Leo. The side B. Like, the side B. I was like, where did that come from? Like, and that's how you know it's sick because Taskbot. Just the side B. Like, oh yeah, that that yeah yeah the side B the side B. Yeah. So he's funny though because like you know since it was Summit and the way the bracket was formatted. 
he got all those W's I said before, Cola, Leo, and Dom, and also went on Gluto in the final bracket. And then that was it. And then he ended up getting what, like fifth or whatever. It's insane. You beat Gluto, Leo. uh, The Gluto set was pretty dominant. Yeah. I mean, fighting game characters are really annoying for Wario Wario because you have to fight them eventually. Yep. You have to be next to them eventually. And that's where you probably die. Gluto always, like, when I see he gets upset, I'm like, all right, Andres is at it again. You know what I mean? Andres <laughs> FN or, or, like, another one of the fighting game players or whatever over there. Yeah. So, but, yeah. he Yeah, Wario, he's got a scrap, man. I tried great. to – Gluto's always, like – it's so funny because Gluto is so successful. Like, one of the best players in the world, always doing crazy things, beating all the best players in the world. But Gluto is always still, like – Asking me to play Wario, wants to talk to me about Wario, <laughs> wants to talk to me about these matchups. And I love that. Like, I would love to talk to Gluto about Wario, and I do. And, like, we talked about it uh, because we knew, like, who we were playing against the final on Sunday, right? Like, we knew who we were up against. And, like, I was talking to Gluto about the riddle set, and I was, like, trying to tell him what I would do. And I was, I was, I was just honest with him. I was like, I think you do a lot of things better with me better than me with Wario, even if I still kept playing Wario consistently. But I also think I would be doing a lot of things better than you. And I think I would be better at a lot of the harder matchups just because I feel like my play style and game plans are a bit more flexible. Um, And I'm willing to do more things in neutral than Gluto. Like timeout. (laughs) Like camp super hard. And I was trying to tell Gluto, like, you have to be more about not getting hit than hitting them. And he just, it didn't compute. It just didn't compute with Gluto. Gluto is like, what? Like, how do I win? Like, I, like, like, because Gluto's advantage state and like, you know, like all that stuff is, is really crazy. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta play, you gotta be willing to time them out. And it gotta, it has to be more about not getting hit than hitting them. And he was just, I think obviously like he, he could apply anything cause it's, you know, but I think, you know, that weekend specifically, like I don't think he had enough time to really process that. Yeah. And I was worried about this set and, you know, especially because he had a, a, a loss to Jazo as well, but it's just a hard matchup in general. Cause even with everything I said, there's still a bunch that is like hard about it. So, yeah. Speaking of Gluto, I got to know him uh, a little bit better this weekend as well. The skits, dude, the skits were lit. Yeah, they that, were so, that skit was way was, too good. The French dimension. Yeah, that, that was, was good, yeah. That was really fun. <laughs> Charles was an extra. Well, dude, they didn't tell me what was, they were like, oh, you want to be in a skit with Gluto? I was like, yeah, obviously, that sounds sick. And he, at one point, he called me an idiot. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't agree to him calling me an idiot. They're like, oh, he's just getting started. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> it gets worse from here. Are you serious? Um, but yeah, that was really fun. And that was like, yeah, the BTS crew really like walked us through like what we need to, where we need to sit, like all that shit. Like we're amateur actors, obviously. So yeah. but it was really fun when everyone came in as extras, like Charles is in there, bam, Vicky. Like it was just so funny. Like we, we just had so much fun. That was my favorite part when he was like speaking to you with the warrior mustache, and then it like custom being like, "Oh, I actually said you want to be a ski." Like I yeah. love like those little switch ups like so much. Like after it finishes and he goes up to to Tantalus and was like, "Oh, I, like three zero for me." Like, yeah, just, just normal. So ch- like so like nothing happened. Like that that was my favorite part about that. Yeah, sure. and I was trying to like put the skit together in the my croissant, head. Like, bro, when your controller oh, turned into oh, a croissant, that was so funny. <laughs> It's like, oh, the scream that we did too, 100% improvised. And they were like, 
that was great. Like I just <laughs> I let it rip. Uh, right, it's right here actually. If you're watching the video, but yeah, watch yeah. it again. It was good, and the light one was hilarious too. Like that was a lot yeah, of fun. It was. To film I'm gonna well. give it to this one though. I really am. The you're French give it up? Mench. Yeah, French, I, I, I'm gonna give it up for that one. No bias because I love Gluto, but Gluto, what the heck? Not wow. the biggest fan of Wow, beauty, but wow. <laughs> it equals out. You never jumped in the air at eight feet for me like you did Gluto with <laughs> That's that, memes from a, yeah. Like so in that moment, like everyone in the venue, but like I was like talking to B and stuff, and I was like, that felt like grand finals and it wasn't even Sunday. The Gluto versus Leo set. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that that was grand finals. Like I was saying it felt like it, but eventually I was like, no, like that was just actually like I'm I'm convinced that today is Sunday and that was grand finals. Like the energy in the venue was insane. And I'm sure I'm part of the reason for that because I was screaming and jumping, but yeah. And then it was funny because then after the Leo set, everyone's talking about how great that set was. And I was like, it's crazy that there's something like in the same conversation as Leo and Gluto. Like it was just like a lot of great sets. Like the fact that like some of them were like all on like this crazy level, like is I'm very grateful to be a part of that but yeah when gluto is 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 on point and has a game plan and is prepared it shows and you know i love wario and i like gluto is amazing like definitely my favorite favorite player to watch at summit but also probably my favorite player in general so okay i have a really, Mario is a really bad character though so. a really random question what is your dream leo character lineup Oh, this is actually what I wanted to talk about. Like, oh, really? Right. I I, I wanted to bring it up, but yeah, the smooth transition, man. I got to give it up. But uh, yeah. I mean, do you guys think? Because this is something that I actually talked with Leo about this weekend. Um, we, we were just talking, and we ended up talking about this. And Cosmos was joining in on the conversation, and we we're kind of talking about like, is Aegis a good pick for Leo? And I think. Yes. I, I think it is on paper, but I will say as a here, here's my thing, like on paper, sword character, right? Um, consistent neutral, but Aegis generally will get KOs or stocks at around what a hundred ish, right? Is like a normal time for Pyro to get the four. Cosmos or... downer up smash my Squirtle at forty five. All right, well you served. <laughs> Third. Well, it's like okay, lighter characters will get down here up smash at like maybe 60, 70. Like if, if I'm Fox and I get hit at like 60 or 70, I'm dead or whatever, right? So that's like the earliest you can yeah. get a stock. Either but, way, you're right. I'm just complaining, but absolutely. So <laughs> I think Aegis doesn't like Leo is a clutch player. When you think about it, like think of all of his greatest wins, it was because he had like this really hard read in this game five last stock situation or a very pivotal moment in the set, he gets this really hard read and he cashes out like extremely hard. Gets a stock at like 50% or 60%. I mean, look at Joker Arsene, right? I mean, how many Leo back airs or whatever have we seen or like down air up smashes, right? Really clutch, gets him a set, very pivotal moment, has a external resource that he can cash out for a very early stock. I think, even his Byleth is the same way, where it's not ne necessarily like a comeback mechanic. Like I think Byleth is his is Byleth is so special. Let me just say it, that, dude. Yes, it yeah. has the it. It trust yeah. me, it has the definitely, it. like I definitely. Think, I think not enough people say that either because they think of his Joker when they think of that as well. But like because it, it kind of overshadows it in that way, which is insane to say because the Byleth has been that good for that long, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, but Violet can cash out on really early stocks. We actually saw Tweak having the spot dodge. I don't know if that was on reaction or if you just felt it, but oh, the down spot smash. dodge the second hit of down smash. And that I think like, it was just reaction. That would have lost you the crazy. game if you got hit by it, right? Yep. Yeah. And there there was even one well, other down smash that was just missed space. Like the first yeah. hit was barely missed space. And I don't think you can react to that. But like that yeah. would have also lost you the game, right? Because it's just, <laughs> he's killing you at 40 because it's he's conditioning yeah. your shield, but like Aegis can't do that. Aegis doesn't like, oh, I'm gonna read you in this one specific moment that I've conditioned throughout the set and get your stock at 40. But Byleth can, Joker can, right? And I like me personally, when I was just talking to Leo, I was like, Yeah, I just I just think you need a character that it, it kind of sounds like VM <laughs> to say, like, oh hey, you need like a character that cheeses people or whatever, but like you essentially yeah. get really hard reads. And you're really clutch. It's the conditioning throughout the match that is exactly his his long term yeah. conditioning is some of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, because he Smash. he's like comfortable being down two games because he's psychotic. <laughs> right, and it's like you need a you need a character that gives you bang for your buck for your strength, right? Like when when I think of Tweak, Tweak is like. Aegis would be a great character for Tweak because it's like, oh, you just want consistent neutral. Consistency across the board, and you always want to win neutral, and yes. Right? And it's just like, okay, well, that makes sense for Tweak. Now, is it Tweak, does that mean Tweak has to play Aegis? No. But like, and there's other characters that can give Leo his bang for his buck, right? I still think Leo's Aegis, but... compared to every Aegis in the world, has the it factor. I, I still think it has it, but... He says when he when it's tournament versus friendlies, he nope. says it's it's hard, and I feel the same way because I did try Aegis too, and then when I play in bracket, it's rigid and like not fluid. Like it's just fear of of dying early or fear of messing up. Like, did you just he, did you just say Aegis is hard to play? No, not even a little bit. But we're human <laughs> beings. What I'll say, EE e. took a suck off that Aegis. See ya. Oh, I'm well, taking a suck. That Falcon not... was clean. <laughs> Oh, That's please, rapid, forgot, jabs in the, rapid jabs in the center of the stage and Falcon kicking everywhere. Falcon kick was too good, dude. He just kept going. Oh my god, but that was so I funny. Think, so in terms of Leo's lineup, right, I think it's hard to talk about this because we can think of legacy characters from other games too. It's not just Smash Ultimate picks. It's like talking about Twitch. I know. It's hard if because the players are so good. If it's between his like three character or like a handful of characters in Ultimate, it's way easier. It's like Byleth and Joker. No. Nah, you know what no, I mean? No. Here's my opinion. Because Don't say Ike or something. Canon Richter first. Th- no, that's my thing. Imagine. I would be pumped, honestly. Uh, I don't... The thing... So I like Charles's X-Factor thing. I totally agree. It has to have a sword, right? Like the character has to have a sword. We're not going to disagree there. Marth is the number one. I don't want any characters. Well, I didn't he's... mention the Smash Four ones yet. Yeah. Yeah, but he do played an ultimate. But the, I don't want any character he's already won with. Like no Violet, no Joker. Like I obviously I love the Joker and I love the Violet, but I'm not gonna say those. Marth 100. percent Honestly. Meta Knight. Oh man. Please. Honestly. Wait, do we have the same lineup? Sephiroth. No. 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 What just happened? <laughs> I, I was thinking Sephiroth, just because of the wing factor, like, Leo with wing sounds so stupid to me. It sounds yeah. so good, and he can, I don't know, man. I think that would be fun to watch, at least. And this it's isn't like, happening. and this isn't like, I hope he does this so I can watch him win. It's like, I think he would have the sauce with these characters. So, I would say Marth and Sephiroth. I mean, Meta Knight, too, obviously. Meta Knight, Meta Knight I, Marth, too, I think, should be considered. I, I really do. I think Meta Knight is underrated. But the thing is, Leo, when I talk to Leo about Midnight, he doesn't feel it. So I'm like, okay, you don't have to, okay. but maybe Marth will feel it. 
But I don't know. I think the Byleth is OD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his his Byleth, like, obviously is just, that joint's different. Um, and and most people obviously can't beat it. Most people can't. Most his people corn was it. also kind of different, right? Like, I think which, I think the corn was really good, but I think if he just put all that time into Marth, it would have been even better. Agreed, like, bro. When I saw his Marth a little bit in Squad Strike, I was like, "You don't even know Marth that even much. even the Roy was like just different." Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Why? Like, why like, is the Roy this saucy?" You like kind of know Marth, but you don't like know no Marth, and I'm still like, "Wait, hold on, your Marth is looking kind of insane." Like, what, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Like, yeah, you. But also, his Meta Knight was clean. I don't remember who he played, but I was like. Yeah, if he had more faith in Meta Knight, that would be really because I think Meta Knight is very interesting. I think Meta Knight is very, very good. But I, I'm, I, I don't know. I think he can do whatever he wants. Agree. Uh, at the same, like we're talking about this, but he could also do whatever he wants as long oh, as he's 100%. feeling it. Like, Byleth, Joker. That's probably uh, the. I think the, that's the most realistic one. That's like, if in my opinion, if yeah. Leo wants to win the next tournament he enters, he plays Byleth Joker. In uh, my and, opinion, I think he yeah. might genuinely do that anyway. So. The people want the Joker back, which is insane because there was a period in time where it was just synonymous with winning the tournament, and that's it. And that was, you know, kind of boring, honestly, when it's like uh, the same person is just winning the tournament over and over and over. So that, like, the fact that people want it back really says something about that Joker because there's a period of time where it was so dominant where no one was even really coming close. Like, it's uh, the storyline was who's getting top eight, who's getting second, who's getting third. Is yeah. anyone taking a set off Leo? Maybe. Mm. The storyline used to be though. who's going to fight Leo in Grand Maybe yeah. Leo gets second, maybe. But the the previous storyline is like who's meeting him in Grand. I wonder. And, and now it's like you don't even know who's going to win the tournament. It's crazy being a spectator yeah. in Ultimate right now. Uh, I yeah. wonder. Have you talked to him, Gavin, about Joker at all? Like, what are his? Because he seems hesitant. Well, we talked about characters in general because we played friendlies. And like, I was, I wanted to ask him who. Diddy is like, I'm not talking to anyone about Diddy. I'm playing Diddy. Like, if someone's trying to tell me not to play Diddy, I'm not going to listen to them. But obviously. <laughs> People aren't telling me to do that. So, but I was like, I was like, oh, like thinking, like, I'm not sure about PT. I was thinking about, um, like Wolf and Sephiroth. And I was asking him, and he told me to play Diddy and Wolf. That's what he told me to do. Oh, not the Charles advice. I I wonder who said that. Yeah, no one ever said that. So, um, yeah, right. Of course. But I've been trying to say this. I I was playing new information. I was playing Wolf wishes him and I like did a couple things. And he's like, what are you doing? Not playing this character. And I was like, I don't know, man. And... You're bored of him. That's why I can, I can answer all these questions right <laughs> now. I can tell you why you don't play these. Cause characters. I was playing, I was playing several things <laughs> versus him. And then we were talking and like, he has so much fun when he plays Byleth. Like he was doing a bunch of crazy things like the uppies on the wall, like beer versus arrows, like, like killing Drag me at like down 0%. Up like I was calling like the character super cringe and he was like laughing, like, 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 like it, it was fun, but yeah. And I told him like your Byleth like hits very different. And we, we also talked about how like the, the experience with Aegis doesn't always translate to bracket. We, we talked about that too. So I think, I think maybe expect more Joker, maybe expect all three of them in a combination, but um, I don't think it's going to be as drastic as a change as like maybe we talked about like Marth and Meta Knight and stuff, but I would expect maybe like at least a small change to the lineup um, for both of us, maybe. Um, but nothing insane. Like the characters you're seeing will not be the biggest surprise, I guess. 
Yeah. Like, I guess and... the big question is like if both of you guys stuck with Aegis. Like I feel like if Leo stuck with Aegis, he could make it work. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like it, it's just I don't know. And I, I don't know how you feel about Aegis Tweak in terms of, like, long-term commitment. Like, I, I just feel like Tweak and Leo are, like, their caliber of play can definitely make Aegis work, but it just might take, like, a month or two to transfer the friendlies part to the bracket part, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's up to him if he wants to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I think Cosmos is really, really good. Like, Cosmos, like, just came off a win at Shine, so I would not even forget about him. Um, I might start practicing with Cosmos a bit more regularly as well, so we'll, we'll see. But I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, one thing I really liked is that you were rotating a lot with Cosmos and Light, which I don't think usually you guys wrote. I know they do, obviously, but you were kind of in the rotation too, which I thought was really... I yeah, I'm starting to play. weave myself into their like practice sessions. Like I, I occasionally play with them, but th this weekend was a bit more regularly. Yeah. That was dope to see. Frustrating! Bro, hell of a Oh, yeah, I, I hate playing with them. Oh, same, yeah. You like, all take turns just getting pissed off. Like, that's all that happens. Yeah, we just, like, up. one of us, like, gets a grasp on, like, one or two sets, and then it, like, switches, and, like, no one's happy because there's no consistency. But, yeah, thanks, y'all, for watching. There was a lot to talk about today. And uh, Glitch is next. The Smash never stops, so. Oh, yeah, and we're going to be going, uh, Gavin and I and maybe Charles are going to go to the big house uh, for sure, which yeah. is dope because we're gonna do live. October. We're gonna do a live Q and A there, and there's a compendium up um, to help fund us. So it'd be great if you guys could check that out. We'll include the uh, the link in the description here. Um, we have some incentives on there to be able to like you know prioritize asking questions and do all this other stuff that you can toss us some cash for. If you guys have any good ideas, um, feel free to tweet them uh, at us at the Tweet Talks um, Twitter or us, any of us. Uh, that will also work. So mm -hmm. we're putting together this compendium. We want to get some you know. Gonna be doing some work with the big house people, which is great. But go ahead and check that out. Links in the description below. And that aside, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks, y'all. See, See you. yeah. See you. Good. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.